Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you turn your Bibles to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Do you ever grow weary in doing good for the Lord? Sometimes we look out and we think, where is the fruit for all my labor? We, we, we think, maybe. Uh, we think, the job is so big and I'm not up to it. Why should I even try? And I think the text tonight we get from the preacher in Ecclesiastes addresses that. There can be a tendency to be frozen, uh, to be paralyzed by the enormity of the task to where we, we don't even want to go out and venture anything. But the preacher tells us to cast our bread upon the water. Let's... Uh, Let's read our text from Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a portion to seven or even to eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or to the north, In the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. He who observes the wind will not sow. He who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the way, the Spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child. So you do not know the work of God who makes everything. In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, withhold not your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, this or that, whether both alike will be good. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. I pray that you give me grace and strength as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. The preacher... We've been on a long road through Ecclesiastes and we, some things that we keep hearing over and over again are um, vanity, vanity, all is vanity, under the sun. Uh, you know, uh, there's that refrain too. When we look at the world under the sun, apart from God, it just seems to be vanity. We're here one day, we're missed and we're gone. But the preacher, he doesn't end there. He does find value in enjoying life and in fearing God. Here, he deals with our tendency to... If the world is all vanity, if everything out there is just meaningless, then why even get up in the morning? (laughs) Why even go out and try to plant crops? 
preacher tells us, cast your bread on the waters, for you will find it after many days. He tells us to do this strange thing. Cast your bread on the water. Who does that? (laughs) Who casts their bread on the water? We think of our bread like Wonder Bread or Sara Lee. And and we think if we tear it up and we throw it onto the water, it's going to just dissolve and sink and we'll never see that again. There's a couple of different ways that uh, interpreters have seen this. I'm going to give you a list of options and I'm not really sure which is the right one. First of all, there would be the idea of trade. Um, the, throwing it on the water would be like sending it out on merchant ships to go and trade and make a profit. So you are making your merchandise, and actually the word for bread there, lechem, the word for that in Hebrew has a, a range of meaning that is bigger than just bread. Um, we, we also use bread in two different ways. We might... Uh, say um, bread is the, the thing that we eat, but we also uh, talk about, I'm going to go out and earn some bread, right? I'm, I'm going to make some money. Uh, that's not exactly the same thing that the Hebrew does here, but there is a range of meaning for that word for, for bread, and it includes both grain and also just food in general. So, um, maybe... It has the idea, don't hoard your grain, but cast it on the water. Send it out on those merchant ships so that it can go and they can trade and you'll make a profit and you'll find it after many days. Or um, some have have seen it in the idea of of giving alms, of uh, giving to the poor. Um, It seems vanity to, to give away money to the poor, and, and you might never... You might, they might go and use it in some way that you didn't approve of or something like that. It seems like vanity. It seems like just throwing your bread on the water. But, the preacher here tells us, cast your bread on the water. It's worth it. It's worth it to give generously to those in need. And you will find it after many days. And then another way that I, I think we might understand this, um, if we understand that bread also can mean seed, um, or grain, I mean, grain, then it could be like what they would do on the Nile River. When the Nile would raise, they would, it, it, would, uh, it would have uh, silt that would come up on the banks and, and bring up that, that fertile soil. And... So when the water would begin to come down, they would throw their grain, they would throw their seed upon the water, and it would settle down into the dirt, and it would germinate, and it would produce a harvest. Um, I'm not sure which one of those is true, which one of it is the best interpretation of that, but all of them have this in common. Don't just sit there... (laughs) Don't just sit there and be paralyzed, but cast it on the water and you will find it. Don't be afraid to make an investment, especially don't make, be afraid to make an investment in the kingdom. It may seem like a waste now, but you don't know, the preacher gets to this, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Verse 2, 
Give a portion to seven or to eight, or even to eight. For you know not what disaster may happen on earth. Here, the preacher is giving us some sound advice. Diversify your investments. <laughs> Give a portion to seven or even to eight. You know, um, as I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, a lot of times farmers will have fields in different areas. Some might have some in the bottom land, right? In the bottom land where there, there's rich soil from that silt that comes up, but at the same time, you've got a risk there. It's possible that you'd have a great crop because of the soil and the quality of it, but at the same time, you might get flooded out like everybody did this year. <laughs> right? And then you've got some that may not be quite as uh, risky on the, on the dr- ground that normally stays dry. And, and, and you plant it in several different places because you don't know which one's going to prosper. The preacher says, give a portion to seven or eight for you do not know what disaster may happen on earth. What disaster? Like the floods coming up. Or a tornado coming and destroying your crops. And in the same way, in ministry, we ought not to put all of our eggs in one basket. We should be busy about one thing and another thing. Now, we say focused on one mission, and everything that we do in ministry should be Supporting that main mission of getting the gospel out. But we can invest in children. And we can invest in adult ministry. And we can invest in whatever ministries that the Lord has given us the ability to do so. Diversify your investments. Because you don't know. One of those may fail. But others will succeed. Others will bear fruit. The preacher then says, If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, there it lies. The first part of that verse is a little bit easier to understand. We know if we look up and there's storm clouds, the rain is coming. Right? It's coming, and we can kind of count on that. We can kind of tell about, about the, um, the, the laws of nature, the seasons that come, and you can just go outside and smell it. You know rain is coming. And this, the tree falls to the south or to the north, and the place where it falls, it lies. It seems like, kind of like, duh. <laughs> A tree might fall to the east or the west or the north or the south. And wherever it falls, it lies. Seems to be what he's saying. It's not a really profound insight there. (laughs) But you might think of in terms of those disasters that come. Those disasters like a storm that comes and and knocks down a tree right on your house. (laughs) It's eventually going to come. And when the tree falls, there it lies. Verse 4. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. We might be tempted to look out at the clouds and think, I think it's going to rain. I'm not going to go out and plant my field. Or, do so with the same with the wind. The preacher here doesn't want us to be paralyzed by that. He says, take a risk. Cast your bread on the water. 
Verse 5. And you do not know the way the Spirit comes to the bones in the, woman, in the womb of a woman with child. So you do not know the work of God who makes everything. We've heard this phrase, we do not know, earlier in the passage. Verse 2 said, we do not know what disaster may take place on earth. We do not know how a spirit comes to the bones of a child that's forming in the womb. And we do not know how God does His work. We think of the woman with child and the child being formed within the womb. And back in, in those days, uh, they knew there was life, but they didn't know what we know now. I mean, now we have, we have 3D image technology. We can find out whether it's a boy or a girl really early in the pregnancy, right? We can find out if there's any diseases, we can find out so much. We can The first baby pictures we put up on the refrigerator are not after they're born. <laughs> they're a little black and white. You can barely tell what it is, but we put that there on the refrigerator. But even still, there is a mystery to it. We might be able to see the, the biological components that are taking place, but... Here the preacher says you don't know how the Spirit comes to the bone. We, we, don't, we might be able to explain the biological realities, but we don't know the mystery when God puts that life together. And the Spirit comes to the bones. He's making a comparison as we don't know how the Spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a pregnant woman at the same time. So, we don't know the work of God. It's a mystery to us. Well, I think of uh, John chapter 3. And Jesus said, the Spirit blows where it wishes. And man doesn't know where it's going and where it's come from. So it is with the Spirit. You know, the, the wind blows where it wishes, so it is with the Spirit. Um, we don't know what God is doing. It may seem to us as we're laboring for the Lord, as, as we work with children who don't want to listen to us, <laughs> as we do all of those things, it may seem like, is this worth it? We might throw our hands up and wonder, is there any return for our investment? But the preacher here reminds us, you don't know the work of God. You don't know the work of God. Diversify your investments. Hopefully you've got more than one child that you're reaching out to. Or whatever class that you have. Verse 6, In the morning sow your seed, and at evening withhold not your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, this or that, or whether both alike will be good. Again, he's emphasizing we don't know. He says, sow in the morning, sow at night, sow whenever you get a chance. And sometimes whenever the rain's been coming in the springtime and you don't know when the next opportunity to get out in the field is, you've got to get out there when, the, when it's dry enough, Right? Dad's shaking his head. 
And I know Jim, he's probably thinking the same thing. (laughs) We sow in the morning and at night. We don't know which is going to prosper. and And maybe, just maybe, both will prosper. But we don't need to sit back and be paralyzed and not and be so afraid that we don't want to invest in ministry. Invest our lives, invest our treasure, invest our time and our efforts and our blood, sweat, and tears in ministry. We don't know. But we have this promise cast your bread upon the waters. For you will find it after many days. It's like the parable Jesus tells of the talents. You know, and and I may get the numbers wrong because I didn't look at it before I got up to preach. But you know, God gave or the the master gave one of the servants ten talents, and he went off and invested it. And brought back a hundred. And he gave another servant five talents. He invested it and brought back fifty. And to the one he gave one talent, he was afraid. He was paralyzed to do anything about it. And he just buried it. And so when the master came back, he saw the one who had ten talents to begin with and, and praised him and said, You've done well. And he gave him more. And the one who had five, you've done well. Well done, good and faithful servant. But to the one who had one and just buried it and didn't have any return on his investment, it was seen as evil, as wicked. And even what he had was taken away and given to those who invested. I think that's similar. We don't want to be paralyzed for the fear of disaster, for the fear that maybe our our seed won't produce a crop. Instead, we cast our bread on the water. We invest in the kingdom. We serve. we, we, We support missionaries. Even whenever it feels like, God, are are you really in this? Even when we're down and wonder, is there any hope? We cast our bread on the water. And we'll find it after many days. And I'm going to take a moment and flip this on its head for a moment. Just think about how hopeless we once were. We were once without God and without any hope in the world. We were rebels shaking our fists at God. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. And Jesus didn't look at us and say, well, that's a lost cause. I'm not going to invest in that. No. Jesus left heaven, became a man lived a sinless life, died on a cross to save us rebels. Like Romans says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we see a hopeless cause that we think, well, they'll never turn to Jesus. We've got to remember, we were once a hopeless cause. 
And we don't see it that way oftentimes. Maybe we grew up in church and we've ne- we don't remember a time when we were, were not uh, drugged to church. <laughs> it doesn't make us any less dead. Any less dead in our sins. And we needed Jesus to take this hopeless cause and breathe life into us and make us come alive. Jesus casted His bread upon the waters. And He was confident that He would have a harvest. And the harvest is plentiful. And Jesus tells us the laborers are few. And He tells us Pray that the Lord would send laborers into the harvest. Panama. It's hard to... There's so much lostness here. So many who who don't give God a second thought. Cast your bread upon the water. Cast your bread upon the water. Give a portion to seven or eight, and you'll find it after many days. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.